Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lemon Rewind, where today we are going to be analyzing Biden's first few weeks in office and basically just analyzing his executive orders. Yeah, pros and cons of all those orders. Yeah. All right. So the first one we got on our list today to analyze is the Paris Climate Accord. The pros of, the pros of this one are going to be being in the climate agreement uh, that forces the world's biggest companies to begin to experiment and turn from greenhouse gases to renewable energy. Um, I feel like the pro is a lot bigger than the con here because yeah, because the cons are gonna are gonna possibly force people who work at big factories to find new jobs in renewable energy. Because um, it doesn't really make much of a change. Uh, yeah, more it's, more of a, it's more of a symbolic thing for future yeah. change in climate in the area of climate. Yeah, and really, really joining the Paris Climate Accord will have a very minor effect on our economy, and even it, like even so, it might even boost our economy by allowing more renewable energy companies to come into play and allowing for more jobs that way. Um, the next one will be requiring to wear masks on federal property. You want to cover this one? Yeah, uh, pretty much the this one is just kind of a no-brainer. Of course, pr- preferably masks would be forced to worn everywhere. But clearly, obviously, that's not possible. So this is a step in the right direction of the requirement of masks. Yeah. While there are no cons here, Biden did get caught violating this. And I'm not willing to... I'm, I'm willing to criticize him because, you know, we're not a cult. Biden supporters aren't a cult. We're willing to criticize our leader um, and not defend everything he does is right. He did get caught breaking this rule. And that's just... It's not acceptable. It's his thing he put in place. He's got to follow it. Yep, and then our next one is he ended a ban on transgenders in the military. Uh, this was a terrible discriminatory rule against LGBTQ people that was just really awful and did not have any upside. Uh, yeah, yeah, it it didn't do anything. It, it was it was claimed that it might ramp up medical bills, but that's most likely not going to happen. Um, speaking, it didn't when when they when they actually joined. Um. So, I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't know why that was even put into place in the first place. I feel like probably because Trump is just, you know, transphobic and yeah. kind of just doesn't support the LGBTQ community, even though he says he does, because he does it for, um, what do you call it? He does clout. it for support. <laughs> clout and support. He does it for clout, guys. Clout. Yeah, he, uh, so Biden also stopped the Keystone Pipeline, um, which it will end transportation of uh, crude oil from Canada. Um, to oil refineries in the Gulf Coast to encourage moving away from fossil fuels. Um, it could cost millions uh, to the oil refineries and the largest oil businesses in America, but you know- Which is good, technically, because that would good. force them to um, to move towards renewable energy and clean Yeah, energy. but we, we know oil is gonna be around for a lot longer than we think. Just getting rid of cars isn't gonna stop oil. There's still so many machines that use oil. Yes. So, I mean, the, the, I mean, but, kinda, that kind of, was not that kind of i mean it was definitely like um for the for the environment it was very it was a good thing but but we're not going to stop we are not going to stop using oil anytime soon we just have to find we have to find uh more renewable ways to yeah but i mean we're not we're not getting off oil for the next 200 years i'll say that we're going to stop using it in cars but there's going to be machines that we're not going to figure out how to use electrically for a long time exactly uh and then the next one he uh biden pulled some funds from the border wall which just honestly saves trillions of dollars for a wall that isn't technically that effective 
Now, now you could argue that it could affect our national security, even though it has proven it won't. But I mean, people could argue that it will have effect on our national security. I believe it might have an effect on our national security. We will see. It. it I mean, um, we'll, I would we'll, argue we'll see that. It. Sorry, I would argue that um, uh, immigration policies are far more important. For yeah, we need immigration that, policies, or maybe maybe we just need to hire more border patrol agents. I mean, that's you know also a good idea. Like just yeah, more, but also more train border trained patrol better. agents better. Yeah, but I mean, it, yeah, if we train them better and we get more of them, it's creating jobs in America, and it's uh, you know, uh, keeping keeping on it's keeping uh people who do believe that the walls are part of our national security will keep them feeling safe because you know part of uh, I, I feel like if you're in America, you should feel safe. You know, we're in a we're first world country, and we're highly advanced. So I feel like everybody in America. And should that's feel not safe. to say that everyone that's coming from our southern. No, yeah, yeah, is yeah. Criminal. That's just saying that the people who do think that, I, I, I know that people might disagree with them, but I feel like they also need to feel safe. You know, I feel like yep. everybody needs to feel safe in, in their home and in America. But, um, next one will be pausing federal student loan payments. Um, you wanna you wanna, you wanna go? Uh, yeah, this uh, this allows for people who are not able to pay their student loans debts to stop to to not fall behind uh, on their payments and fall into even deeper debt uh, because yeah. obviously people can't get jobs right now. The people who are working day jobs cannot get those jobs right now, and so they are not able to pay those those student debts, which will just hurt them later in life. So this is a kind of a no brainer. Yeah, I, it'll be mildly expensive, but that's that's very minor compared to the pro. Um, uh, also, people shouldn't be, I mean, co- especially college students shouldn't have to choose between putting food on their plate and... Uh, paying for school. Yeah, I agree. Paying 100%. for school. Yeah. Um, we're planning to reopen schools as well. Kids need to be uh, able to go to school to effectively learn. Me being a student, I can know I'm not... I, if, I was, if I was actually in math class, I'd be doing way better than I am right now. I'm not saying I'm not doing... Bad. I just have an A in the <laughs> class and seven minus, you know. But um, yeah. Uh, I mean, yes. Us speaking as students know that being online, especially, and obviously we're not experiencing this. But the kids who are in places where they're not able to log on to Zoom every day, where they, they don't have Wi-Fi or don't don't have devices to do that, like they they aren't getting a good education right now. So it's important for those kids to get back in school. Yeah, uh, I ju- I personally just have trouble focusing when I'm online. There's so many distractions for me. If I'm in school, I do a lot better. But uh, we don't we don't want to like put people uh, in danger. The teachers who do feel uh, threatened, you know, yeah, we don't want scared. them to feel threatened at school. But uh, so I do not. I, I mean, some of the teachers like the uh, I feel like are using that excuse uh to because you know what they do they they're gonna they're getting paid the same amount but you know what they do they give they give the assignment and then they don't do anything else they kind of just chill out for the rest yes, of the class it's, it's possible but in some states i feel like there are definitely teachers who uh yeah i'm just saying there are people there their teachers are exploiting that and i don't like that okay and then the next one is uh expanding food assistance programs to uh people in need specifically students so uh, this is important because those students cannot afford the little the cannot afford the food that they need because of just purely with the stimulus money they receive. So they need this extra boost to get the food that they need to survive. Yeah, uh, I've 
I've uh, heard arguments from people about the stimulus check that the Democrats caused the stimulus check to, to take longer, but I don't think people like that are kind of one-sided and don't see that, that the Democrats are trying to get you more money, which is why it took longer. So it's ultimately the Republicans' fault for denying Americans more money because, you know, you, like $600 ain't gonna last you, you know? Yes, 100%. Uh, but it is gonna be mildly expensive, but that's just, no. You're gonna pay money and you're gonna let kids eat, so. Yeah. Um, ended the travel ban to majority of Muslim countries. Uh, it was an extremely racist program that un- uh, unreasonably banned people from entering the United States. That's taking the assumption that all Muslim people from uh, all Muslim people will be terrorists in the United States. Yeah, which is just very incredibly racist. racist and a horrible thing. And sort of like the LGBTQ ban, it's just there's no pro to this to this rule. Like it's just a terrible thing. You mean no con? Oh yeah, no pro to the rule. No pro to the rule, and there's yeah. no con to getting rid of it. Yeah, uh, we ended the renewing contracts of private prisons. Uh, private prisoners exploited prisoners for money. That's just, you know, not okay. Uh, it's the first step in prison reform, and a contract with private prisons reduces the amount of availability in federal prisons. Um, this has little to no cons. I mean, we shouldn't be exploiting prisoners for money. Yeah, and it shouldn't... It shouldn't... They are far more expensive than federal prisons and less effective... But back to the Paris Climate Accord, um, you know, I've heard people say that it's run by China and not the 196 countries that are a part of it. You know, it's yeah. like uh, just false. Like, are you really? Do you really think that? Do you really think that? You really think China can control what happens in the Paris Climate Accord if it's controlled by 196 other, 195 other countries? That's nearly every country in in the world, I think. <laughs> Yeah, and China is the most pop or pollution most pollution causing country ahead of the United States. And uh so it affects them just as much as it would affect us. So there's not really a an argument there. Yeah. It's actually 195 countries in the world I was wrong, so we were 194. Uh there were 194 countries, 195. But um yeah. That's basically. That's basically. I feel like. I feel like if you're arguing this, you're clearly not very smart. For one, speaking, you really think China can puppet 195 countries or 194, especially sp- stating that like Russia part of the Paris Climate Accord. You know, like you like yeah. Russia and America, two of the world, world's global superpowers, and you know China's even considered like an a military superpower, right? It's because they don't need to be because they're economic because they're an economic superpower, but they would not be able to control us if they're not a global superpower yet. It's 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 just ridiculous that people think that. Yep. All right, Noah's going to talk to you guys about basketball because we want to do sports section because there's a lot going on in sports lately. We haven't got a podcast out in around a month, so take it away, Noah. All right, uh, here's our rapid fire basketball section. The 76ers are the best team in the Eastern Conference, and the Jazz are the best team in the West. The Jazz are the best team in basketball currently. Very exciting to watch. Whole team is balling out. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are incredible players. It's really awesome. Uh, Underperformers this year so far, the uh, Mavericks have really just disappointed. They are 11th in the West. They're 12 and 14. Luka is the only person on that team. They have no depth. Getting rid of Seth Curry was a terrible idea. 
Round two of All-Star voting has just concluded. In the West, the top three guards are Steph Curry with four million votes, Luka Doncic with two and a half million, and Damian Lillard with two million. And the front court is LeBron James with four point three million, Nikola Jokic with three million, and Kawhi Leonard with two point four million. That is very reasonable. Those are the best teams in the. Or those are the best players in the league right now. Uh, and then on the East side, the guards, the top three guards are Bradley Beal with two and a half million votes, who's just needs to get the hell out of Washington. Poor guy is dropping 40 a game and losing every single one. Kyrie Irving, number two, he's balling out. James Harden, number three, and Jalen Brown, number four. I would like to see Jalen Brown higher. He's having an amazing season, definitely an all-star season. And then the front court is Kevin Durant, 4.2 million, looking like he never got injured, looking like his all-star self. Giannis Antetokounmpo, having a down year this year not looking like his MVP self but still a dominant amazing player Joel Embiid the 3 million which is disrespectfully low he is the MVP of the league right now him and Steph Curry there's no no one even close it's ridiculous he needs to be the best he needs to be the number one voted player in the east alright and that will conclude our rapid fire basketball segment Tom Brady's best quarterback ever to exist on this planet. Um, yep. he add, that's coming from a Niners fan. That's coming from a Niners fan as well. So I, I for a long time, believe Joe Montana was. But when you could basically pick a team and say, hey, you want to win the Super Bowl? That makes you the greatest quarterback of all time. 100%. And it's, yeah, not even close Seven anymore. rings, dude. Seven rings. Yeah, seven rings. And that proves he's not system. He can work with, he can work with different offenses. He worked with, uh, who's the Bucks coach? I can't remember. Whatever uh, his name is. Uh, no, uh is. Arians. Yeah. Uh, he can work with his offense. Um, I mean, that's just, he's the best quarterback of all time. That's a fact. And it's not close. I agree. 100%. Yeah. I love to, I love the, I love the after parade. I don't agree with the, uh, that huge anti-mask thing that they, well, not anti-mask, but they have masks on. They were celebrating Tampa Bay, not the players. The players were because, you know, they get tested once a day, but the, uh, fans were out in the street without masks on celebrating i don't agree with that but i did like the parade the parade was cool when tom brady got like a little little tipsy and kind of just threw the trophy stumbling everywhere avocado tequila after he uh he was like walking around drunk and have you seen the difference between uh yeah have you ever seen the have you seen the difference between uh what's his name new england brady and florida brady yeah that's Florida like 30 Oh yeah, he's definitely having fun there. Um, he says he's gonna keep playing as well, so this guy's gonna probably win at least. He says he wants to play past forty-five. He's what forty-two or forty-three? Forty-three, I think. Yeah. I think it gives him uh, what, like three more years to win another trophy. He's gonna have eight. My prediction: he'll have eight or more by the end of the year. His career, yeah, he's forty-three. All right, end of the career. Thanks. Yeah. But yeah, that's basically yeah. That's all we have to talk uh, about. Um, Rumors out of Seattle, actually, is that Russell Wilson is very unhappy right now with their inability to sign O-Lineman and to get him protection, which is interesting. And now they're mad at him. They're mad at him now. I personally don't see any chance that Russ leaves Seattle. It's just kind of ridiculous, but it's it's interesting. Seattle is crumbling. Yeah, yeah. Slowly but surely, they will will fall, and Niners will reign supreme over the NFC West. But, yeah, Niners are going to come back. 
Speaking of the Niners, I think I've seen every single NFL quarterback minus Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady in a jersey swap on, like, in a jersey, in a 49ers jersey on Instagram. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It seems like 49ers fans just want anyone except for current roster to play for their fucking team. I don't understand why, though. If Jimmy was hurt all season, clearly he was not able to put up numbers. What we should do is we should draft a backup QB third or fourth round, have him learn under Jimmy Garoppolo. We have brought a new QB coach up, which could be Jimmy's X-Factor. Um, um, yeah, it could be Jimmy's X-Factor. The Niners are Super Bowl grade if they're healthy. Um, haha, <laughs> Chiefs, you guys, got, you guys got what you had coming as well for the Super Bowl. You, yeah. you got oh, mad about bad calls. Oh, the holding calls. How do you think mm, we feel? Now, now you know how it feels. You, I mean, you saw Bozo all game, just being just grabbed. Because they yeah. do. And, and I, had I, that, I those still were had the most pressures in Super Bowl history. Yeah, and he was being held the Speaking entire Speaking of Bosa, Bosa is untouchable. The people who say that we should trade Nick Bosa for uh, Deshaun Watson or George Kittle or Fred Warner... For, for Deshaun Watson need to, to like hit their head against the wall and contemplate their lives. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Those three guys defensive are untouchable. Like, defensive players don't come along like quarterbacks do. You get a def- you get yeah. a good defensive player once a draft. Actually, that's not true. We we had that one really good draft where we got Drake Greenlaw and all of them, but really good defensive players may come once a draft when you could when there's going to be hundreds of quarterbacks that will be able to be trainable and not elite and uh, nick bosa is such an incredible player yes yeah was our best player by far this season george kittle was our best player by far last fred warner is the best linebacker in football right now let's be real yeah a hundred percent he is he's got the mobility He was able to cover uh, what's his name for what like like six seconds like Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Or he did score a touchdown on him, but what you, that's what you get when you when your uh, when your D line can't rush for shit. But you know, yeah. like able to cover Tyreek Hill for like six seconds. That's a long time. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, uh, we do need to improve depth in our uh, secondaries. It's something we could work on. Yeah, we have a, a lot of players to re-sign this year. Trent Williams, 100% a priority. Uh, Jason Verrett, he was one of our best defensive players this year. He was walking down on all the best wide receivers in the league. Uh, yeah, he's truly incredible. We need him back. He's awesome. And um, yeah, Trent Williams, he's our best O-lineman since Joe Staley. And we really need him. And we saw in the Super Bowl how important offensive lines are when Mahomes was yeah. running for his life on 50% of the plays. Yeah, well, that's what you, I mean, Mahomes would have been running for his life if there wasn't, you know, holding in the Super Bowl, like, as much as there was. <laughs> I mean, you could see it. Like, Boza, Boza was after him nearly every play, right? And then yeah. he's being held at play, right? So is yeah, so, so, mean, a and stuff like that. I mean, when you yeah. have, we had a, we had such a good D-line that year that if we weren't getting, if we were getting those calls that we were and they maybe stopped holding, we would have had Mahomes running for his life back there like he was. And yeah. he would also, make some ill throws. And that another thing on the Super Bowl, Mahomes possibly nearly made the two greatest touchdown throws of all time I've ever seen in my entire life. The one where he was like spinning out of a tackle and he chucked it deep left corner and it was just kind of dropped. Awesome. In the... And then the one where he was falling down and he like 
sidearmed him like upwards, that. and it just hit Tyreek Hill in the fucking helmet through his hands. Ridiculous. Best throws I have ever seen in my entire life. And they were just dropped. His wide receivers oh, were Oh, by terrible. the way, Gronk is better than Kelsey, and Kittle's better than Gronk, so, you know, you, you, we have our new regime right here. It goes <laughs> Kittle, Gronk, Kelsey. Uh, Darren Waller that, might get that, shot there. That. Darren Waller can be four. We'll put, we'll put him at four. No, Mike Gesicki, five. Waller, yeah, Mike Wazicki. Darren Waller. <laughs> Same thing. Wazowski, Mike Wazowski. Wazowski. Um, that guy, Mikey. <laughs> Kelsey. Um, Mike, no. Kelsey. No, Mike, Waller, Kelsey. Kelsey, Gronk. Gronk, Kittle. I don't know. I honestly think Kelsey is no. better than Gronk. No. no. Gronk had he a good had... game. He did not have a good season. Well, yeah, you also have to look at the like weapons he had, like other other options that he had, like. I don't know, dude. You they both had the best. Yeah, it's it's true. But so did so did Kelsey. Like, I mean, when you when Kelsey when when you when you when balls start flying through your hands, you're just dropping passes. No, and Gronk scored four that's, touchdowns. That's one game. So. I mean, Kelsey was the best. The best tight one of the best tight end one of the best tight end seasons in history this year. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Lemon Reline, guys. Make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify. We'll see you next week. Or next time we film, you know? Got him. No, I got him. I got him. I got him. Yeah, you got him good. Thank you guys for watching. (laughs)